Hey everybody, Justin White here from United Shore, home to the number one wholesale mortgage lender, UWM. You are about to listen to the premiere episode of Power Forward. We are one of the top mortgage lenders in the country and the fastest growing company in Metro Detroit. But we are so much more than a mortgage company, and this podcast will be about a lot more than mortgages. In fact, it won't be about mortgages at all. I'll be joined by Mateen Cleves, one of our leadership coaches and a former first-round NBA draft pick, to bring you conversations with some of the most impactful and influential people we know, people who have helped build a booming business and create a workplace culture that is one of a kind. We'll explore thought-provoking topics that will inspire you to power forward in all that you do. Our first guest is President and CEO Matt Ishbia. Matt joined the company in 2003, not long after graduating from Michigan State University, where he played basketball with Mateen Cleaves. You'll hear the story of how Matt ended up going to Michigan State and how that experience has shaped his approach to business. Matt also talks about the importance of setting goals and why missing them can actually be a good thing. All that and more right now on Power Forward. The primary purpose of this podcast series is to inform, entertain, and educate. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast series do not constitute legal or other professional advice, opinions, or endorsements of any kind. This is Power Forward. Welcome to the first episode of Power Forward. I'm Justin White. Alongside my co-host, Mateen Cleaves. Mateen, great to have you here. JY, what's up? It's always good to be here, man. I woke up this morning feeling good, so let's get them. All right. Mateen, you know it's only appropriate for this first episode that we have the heavy hitter. Oh, yeah. So we, we've got oh, him yeah. today, folks. We've got our president and CEO, Matt Ishbia. Oh, Matt, yeah. great, great to have you here. Yeah, happy to be here with you guys. Well, Matt, for this first podcast, we figured it would be great to go back to the start. And by that, I don't mean go back to your birth and, you know, what you did as a kid and when you learned to walk and all that. But there is a great tie in between you and Mateen Cleves and your history. And and it kind of ties into your path and how you got to Michigan State as a basketball player and even into business as you've uh, run UWM, uh, much like a 3,000-plus basketball team. And it actually goes back to your senior year of high school, and you're going to remember what I'm talking about. It's a day that you were with your AAU teammate, a guy that many of our listeners will know as Antonio Gates, who is now a future Hall of Fame tight end. And you know where I'm going with this, Matt. You were <laughs> you were his AAU teammate. You were hanging out with him, playing video games. And as the story goes, Antonio got a call from Michigan State. At the time, he was a, a two-sport star. He was going to go to state to play basketball. And he got a call about going out to Michigan State to scrimmage. And he said, I want to bring my guy Matt along. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, I remember the day uh, just like it was yesterday. <laughs> Excited to go up there. And, uh, you know, I, I was a tag-along friend at that time, but uh, a teammate of mine and uh, turned out to be a great day that really helped lead to a lot of uh, things that I've learned that's helped me run this business, but just being a better person, just being around people like Mateen and Coach Izzo. But it was it was a great day and went up there and played at Open Gym. And uh, I, mean, I don't know if you want to talk about the story because Mateen might get mad. I'm, the only time in my life I actually stole the ball from him actually was that day. One in a million. 
<laughs> yeah, so so just to give our, our listeners some context here. So at the time, Mateen is a star player at Michigan State. And like you said, you had to wait till the last run of the day, the last game of the, the day, essentially, to, to get on the court. And then, Mateen, what, what kind of happened from there? Well, I, I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> and where did he come from? Uh, I mean, did he sneak through the back door? Or, you know, how did he get in his gym? But uh, it really didn't matter how he got there. Once he was there, he proved that he belonged on the floor. What did you see in him, Mateen, that day that kind of that kind of caught you, that kind of struck you? Like you said, this guy who you didn't know who he was, and he waits till the last game of the day to get a chance, and then from all accounts, he he goes right at you. Yeah, uh, what I didn't mention, he was probably the smallest guy on the floor. Not probably he was, uh, but his toughness and uh, his his fight that he had. You know, I I respected it so much. It reminded me of the the mentality that us Flint guys had and. I mean, he just came out there and he competed against every guy on the floor. You know, not only, I mean, and myself at that time, I'm a two-time All-American. No, I was all first-team All-American, Big Ten Player of the Year, and you know, Matt didn't care. Uh, and he came in and he he challenged me and he competed against me like, um, like, <laughs> I mean, like anybody. So I had a ton of respect for Matt at that time. Let me read you uh, an excerpt here, because this story was actually told in the Oakland Press, uh, a local Michigan newspaper here back in 2010. Oh, here we go. So it says, Cleves was so thrilled by Ishbia's performance, he asked the coaching staff to begin inviting him to weightlifting sessions and further open gym scrimmages that would be taking place throughout the summer. They did, and he attended, continuing to impress everyone with his steadfast work ethic and unbridled enthusiasm, and eventually an assistant coach by the name of Stan Heath informed Ishbia that he was being offered a spot on the team as a walk-on. Matt, what was that like for you to work as hard as you did after that door opened, that door of opportunity opened, and then to get a chance to be a part of a program like Michigan State Basketball? Well, it was just unbelievable. You know, uh, you know the story, I'm sure I've embellished it a little bit over the years. You know, Mateen, <laughs> oh, Mateen was the Big Ten Player of the Year, the superstar, and for him to, to let me on the court and, and to play and, and to handle it with such respect that, you know, I got lucky, maybe made a player too, but what a winner went out there and said, hey, listen, this guy's a good guy. Maybe he could help our team out. And I wasn't going to help out by playing. I was going to help out by playing hard in practice. And Mateen hopefully saw that and, and probably put in a nice word, which forever changed my life uh, in a positive way. And and when I got the word that I could actually be on the team and be a preferred walk-on and be part of that program, it was like a, every dream come true, you know, as you ever could imagine. You know, I always wanted to play against the best. I knew I wasn't going to make it to the NBA at that point, but I did want to play against the best there was and there wasn't a better point guard in the country than Mateen and uh, got a chance to be on the team be the scout team point guard play against this guy every day but it was just an amazing experience and feeling and at the same time when I got to that that realization I was going to be on the team I thought that was just the beginning. You know, it was just my beginning of, I, okay, now I'm here. That's got nothing to do with where we're going. And now I, now I was part of the team. And how can I play my role to help us be the best version of ourselves? And that's what I try to do every single day. I mean, do you ever think about that moment and that opportunity, the fact that things happened the way they did ending up at Michigan State, the fact that you you took advantage of that opportunity, you got to play under a coach like Tom Izzo and, and learn from him. Do you ever find yourself thinking back to, to those days and saying to yourself, wow, that's that's crazy that I was in that situation and I was able to, to really seize the opportunity. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't know if I could do it again, right? Like, I don't know if that would have ever happened <laughs> again. I got that opportunity and, you know, things lined up well. And when you get an opportunity in life, you got to take advantage of it. And I was I was at that time fearless. I didn't realize the stage and the opportunity was being given to me. I was just going at it like I always did. And 
and it went well. And but then being around Mateen and Izzo and Jason Richard and Charlie Bell and Antonio Smith, all these superstars that I looked up to just a year and two years and still two to this day, you know, look up to these guys as winners. Uh, just can't can't explain what impact that's made on my life. But once again, in, in life, you get an opportunity. You can open, someone opened the door, right? Antonio Gates opened the door or the, by me coming up with him. I still got to run through the door. You know, a lot of people get doors open and they don't run through it. You just, you just the door closes eventually. And so that was the opportunity and it worked out great for me in a very positive way. And, and Matt, it's funny you talk about opportunity because I'm not a big believer in luck. You know, one of my sayings is luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And that's what it was. You know, he, 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 there's no luck. An opportunity came about and he prepared himself and he was ready to play. And this is something that people can learn in life in general. It's not luck. Matt was ready when that opportunity came about and he took it and ran with it. And, and the work ethic, Matt. And those are, those are two words you use a lot. Um, anybody who listens to you talk knows how much of a value you place on having a strong work ethic. Uh, where for you, wh- where does that come from? You know, your, your drive to work as hard as you possibly can every single day. I mean, it just comes from hating to lose, right? So I'm competitive and I hate to lose. I hate to have anyone be better than me at anything I do. And there are always going to be people better than you, but that drive to get better every day and no one's going to be better than me in anything because I'm not working as hard as them. They're more talented than me. My team was much more talented. And quite honestly, one of the hardest working people I've ever met in my life is this guy. He helped me learn how to work even harder. You thought, I thought I worked hard then. And then you learn even more from him and Izzo and all these other guys. But you know, the work ethic, the drive. If you want to be a winner, you want to be successful, I always think success is a choice. I choose to win. I choose to be successful. And I'm willing to outwork you. I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And usually if you're willing to do stuff that other people aren't going to, such as get up earlier, grind harder, you know what? You're going to end up winning at the end of the day. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but maybe in six months, maybe in a year. And that's how I think about, you know, Michigan State basketball. That's how I think about my job here at UWM. And that's how I think, you know, it's a big part of who I am. The competitiveness, the the willingness to compete and hate to lose has helped me drive to my to my work ethic. And Mateen, you can probably speak to that as well, you know, having played for a coach like Tom Ezzo. And for those out there who who aren't familiar with him, He's an intense guy, right? I mean, you, you can see him, you know, clearly he, he's breathing fire sometimes on the sidelines. You guys know it way better than I do. But, but speak to the, the work ethic maybe that playing for a guy like Tom Izzo instills in you and kind of the, the stage that sets for you, not just as a basketball player in college, but for all of your future habits moving forward. Well, yeah, and Matt talked about this. I mean, it's something that Coach Izzo is about, and it's work. You have to work for whatever you want in life. You know, it's nobody's not nobody's going to give it to you. And coming to Michigan State, you know, back in 1996, hey, it, it wasn't the popular team to go to yeah, back in 1996. Michigan State <clears throat> was not the prominent program that it is now. And Coach Izzo comes from Iron Mountain where he had to work for everything that he ever got in his life. And being at Michigan State, we had to prove people wrong. And we walked around with a chip on our shoulder every day. We walked around, and but Coach Izzo, he instilled a lot in us was the fact that you got to work. Everybody, I hear people speak all the time about how to be successful. And I think one of the main things is if you want to be successful, you have to work hard for whatever it is that you want. That was the DNA of Michigan State basketball, starting with Tom Izzo and Mateen Cleese. Mateen obviously made, he was the top recruit, decided to go to Michigan State. But it all comes from the culture of work. And you know what? I don't care if you're from Flint, like Martinez, Iron Mount, like coaches, or I was from Birmingham. It, it doesn't matter where you're from. If you're willing to put in the work, right, you're going to be successful. And you know what? The truth is, 
Most people aren't willing to put the work in. And if you want to put the work in to be great at something, you got to do it every day. When people aren't looking, when people are looking all the time. And I learned that up in Michigan State. I did a lot of it before I got there. And, and I do it hopefully even more now uh, as the CEO. Well, it's, it's a great point. And I, and I want to follow up with you by asking you this. As far as the, the desire to work hard, what, no matter where you're from, do you think that's something that can be learned? Or, or does it have to be something that's in your DNA? Maybe not 100%. But to a certain extent, does it have to be deep within you or is it something that you can learn from a teacher or from a coach? You know, my take is you can learn it. I think, you know what, you know, if you know, you don't get born with a work ethic, in my opinion, my it's it's built from your whether it's your parents, whether it's your brothers, your friends, your like it's it's built in you or you have to build it yourself. And so I think it's a learned thing and you can you can stop working hard, too. There's a lot of people that worked hard to get somewhere and then they. I got there, you know, I'm, I'm there now. I made it to Michigan State. I can, no, that's not how it works. Like, if you want to be great, some, if as soon as you relax, as soon as you slow down that work, someone else is going to be hungrier. It's going to chase you down. And so I think it's a learned behavior and I think I can get better. I can work harder every day. I can continue to push myself. And, and once again, if it was easy, everyone would do it. And that's why no, most people don't do it. That's why we talk about it because it's hard to be great. It's hard to get to work like that every day, every morning, every night, all the time. You, you, you use the word relax, Matt, and um, you also say never relax. I've, I've heard you say that uh, many times before. And, um, you know, I, I personally feel like the best way to not get complacent is, you know, to know that somebody is always coming after you. No matter how well you're doing and whatever it is you are doing, there's always somebody else out there who would love to take your spot. There's always somebody else out there who would love to be doing what you're doing. And, and for me, that's kind of what drives me. Um, what is it about never relax for you? You know, is it knowing that there is competition out there? Is it knowing that you can always do a little bit better personally, that the company can always do a little bit better? What, what is it about those two words that really resonate for you? Well, I think it's just when, when people think, when you think you've arrived and you've got there, that's, the, that's when you're the most vulnerable. To me, there's always a way to think that there's always someone ahead of us. There's always someone slights. And we've been the number one wholesaler for four years in a row. And I've got to create those slights in my head from perspective is, oh, we're only, we're only twice as good as these guys. These guys are talking. Like, I have to come up with the ways to make myself constantly realize that if I relax for one second, they're coming. They're coming for us and they would love it. It's not like they're like, oh, it's so cool. Okay, you let UWM be number one forever. No, they want to take us down. And every single day I have to wake up and realize that the, the the role that we have, my role as a CEO, our company's position is not a, is not a birthright. It's worked for every single day. And as soon as we start to relax, as soon as we start to give up or relax just a little bit, someone's coming for us. And I don't care what it is, whether it's in business, sports, life, you relaxing, thinking you've arrived is the is the ultimate way to end up failing. It's funny that he say that because now I think back, and that was a long time ago to our Michigan State days, but. I think you have to have that same mentality that you had to get you to number one. See, think about it when you were when you were trying to get to number one, and you and you looked at some of these other companies, or in my um, my experience back when I played sports, look at some of those other teams that were top programs in the country. We wanted to get there. We wanted to get there, and once you get there. That's when the real work starts because now I always say there's no fun when a rabbit has the gun. Like everybody's coming at you. And now you have to work 10 times harder than you work to get there. That's when the fun starts to me, in my, in my opinion, Matt. Absolutely. It, it, exactly. And, and now you got the target on your back and now everyone's <laughs> shooting for you. Yeah. And it's like, it's easy to get complacent. And it's also 
easy to say, gosh, I, what got me here is, is good, but what's going to get me there is another level. And most people don't have that other level. And when at Michigan State with, with Mateen and Coach, I mean, we went to three straight Final Fours, three Big Ten champions. Everyone was gunning for us. We're the number one team in the country, and Mateen had to go out there. Everyone was trying to take – everyone gave him his best game. Just like in our business, every account rep that goes into an office to a broker is giving their best game to take the business from UWM. Or every broker, you know, we have to be our best version every single day because they're expecting the best out of us. And I, I take that as a challenge, and we, we, we take it head on, and I love it. I love it that way. And now being you know the number one wholesale lender four years in a row and really climbing the ranks at a at a unbelievable uh, pace, Matt. You know you talked about the target now being on your back. I mean, are you able to to ever take a step back and just kind of think about how far the company has come and, and you know enjoy it for a moment and think about wow this is this is kind of crazy everything that we've done and I don't know if you ever thought that you know we'd be where we are right now, but are those moments uh, ever there for you or is it constantly just that that singular focus on the future and getting better and knowing that somebody else out there is gunning for you you know i'd really <laughs> i'd like to answer that question in a better way than i'm about to but the the answer is no i don't i don't really ever celebrate it or enjoy it or you know i never dreamed that we'd be this size i never even my goals weren't to be the number one wholesale in the country when i came over we were 12 people here 2003 it was just to, i want to be on the list of the top couple hundred like i just wanted to be known someone even you know not get kicked out of a broker's office like i want to be able to talk to us um so no but at the same time when we're number one, we're number one by more. We double, triple. It, it doesn't even. I don't. I don't take the time to relax and enjoy it because I know that as soon as I take that breath, that sigh, that relaxation, that it's someone that's just as hungry as I was these last sixteen years to come for me. And so I don't enjoy it as much as I could or should. But I think that's what I. I enjoy the journey, not necessarily when we get there. I enjoy every single day. And and, and Matt, I got to ask this question because I've been around you, and. There's a lot of star power that's coming around with you now. Like people know you now. And and so how are you staying so humble to deal with that? Well, the way I look at it is, you know, if people know who we are, know how it's it's not Matt's show. It's our show at UWM and I'm proud to be part of the team. And so I always look at it as people might I'm the face, which is not not a good thing. I'm not a good looking oh, come on. <laughs> I, mean, I got a face for podcasting say. But uh, but you know, but people know who I am, but it's really a representative of my team. And my team is a reflection of me and I'm a reflection of them and, and I look at it that way as so staying humble is easy because you know what, it's not me. It's a team. Mm. It's a team atmosphere, a team atmosphere for everything we've accomplished so far and everything we're going to accomplish because no matter what I say oh Matt's got a great idea for marketing great idea for technology unless people actually execute the idea it doesn't matter and so it's really a team aspect and I'm I'm only as good as my team and so me feeling I've accomplished more than I have it's more about we've accomplished more than we thought we could your point about team Matt I think is a is a great one it actually brings me to my next question because you know there are so many other companies out there, and I'm not just talking about mortgage lenders, but probably other companies that would love to be able to replicate the success that we're experiencing here, you know, hiring all the people that we are, um, breaking records month after month, quarter after quarter. And there's so many people out there who probably look at us and say, how are they doing it? And and when you get that question, because you, you travel the country, you talk to people all the time, I'm sure you get that question a lot. What What is the response you give people when they say, you know, how are you guys doing it? How, can, how come other companies, other individuals can't do what you guys are doing? What is the secret to your success? 
Yeah, no, I get the question all the time, and, I, and, and it's and it's not a great secret, but it's the people. It's a people business. Like I don't have us pat, any patents on something great on mortgage. I don't have like a special deal to give lower interest rates. We just do it better because I got better people. And so, how do I have better people? Because you treat people with respect. You create a culture where the best people want to join. You train them. You coach them the best version of themselves, and you treat them so well they never want to leave. And so they're part of the team. And a lot of it's Michigan State basketball stuff. You know, Mateen was the the top recruit in the country, but a lot of people at Michigan State they're, they're star players that you might remember from the national championship andre hudson aj granger a lot of these guys um who did a lot of great things david thomas a lot of great they they weren't the the best player in the in the but they what they came in as a three-year four-star recruit you know what they did they got better every single day now the difference between michigan state basketball and uwm is they don't get to leave after four years right you know they don't there's no mba like so right. they don't run out of they don't run out of eligibility here and so we're getting better every single day and we've been building it for years and years and years and uh it's all about people it's about culture and if you've ever been to our office you'll see that it's an open atmosphere it's a people business people love love it we train we coach we collaborate it's, it's not a match show it's a uwm show and we succeed together because of the people and that's the secret sauce and so it's like how can they replicate it's not like i got some technology they just copy it and then now they're now they're uwm they got to get 3400 people to go work for them and and, and i don't think that's going to happen you know it's it's funny you bring that up you know people visiting our office and kind of the the impact it makes on them when they come here for the first time and i, and I know that when i first walked into the building for the first time i I was kind of wondering, wow, is everybody here this happy? Is this real? I mean, are these people are this happy to be at work, um, and it's true. I mean, it is a it is a great culture here, and I don't think that's something you can just dial up. You can't just diagram it like you can, you know, diagram a play in basketball. It's it's something that you know you have to to work on and you have to work at really hard. And and Mateen, I'm sure you feel the same way. You know, coming in here and, and becoming a part of this team. I mean. There is something to be said for for the culture that we have, and like Matt says, it it all starts with the people. Here. Oh, it is. It starts with the people. I look at it. I think back. Me personally, I was running from a real job. You know, I don't look at sports, and I you know did radio and TV. I for me, that's not a job to me. You know, being in a, a business setting, being here, uh, it, it's such. It, it's kind of surreal. In a way, when I look around and everybody is positive, I mean, you got over 3,000 people in this building and everybody is smiling, everybody's excited, everybody is helping each other. And to come here, and because I was worried, you know, when Matt talked about me, talked to me about coming on board, I said, hey, Matt, uh, you know, in the office setting, to, you know, but it's not like that. You know, Matt, the way he runs it, I mean, it, you will, everybody wants to work here. But like I said, to come in every day, I, to be excited, to come to work every day and, and do your best is just a testament to how Matt runs his ship. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, but you know what? It's because we got great people. And, you know, when Mateen joined and Mateen's a leadership coach here, he's coaching our leaders. It's all about people. The whole business is people. And really, unless you got some patent or some technology or something, it's people. And we run a people business here and we treat people great. We coach people up. We lead, you know, we're servant leaders. We're doing right by people. It's not about making money. Money follows success. Do right by people and people do right by you. And all those things have worked. And you know what? We're very lucky. People smile. People have fun. We work hard. We have fun as a team. We're a family company, a 3,400-person family company. You don't see too many of those out there. And that's what it's like. It's not corporate. And and uh, and it's working. And and you you talked about you know doing the right thing and doing right by people, and we know that's that's important to you. And you know something you once said that that kind of stuck with me is that you want this to be the type of workplace where when people pass each other in the hallway, you want them to say hi. You routinely sit down with 
team members here who you, you may not know very well and have lunch with them. Uh, that's the kind of workplace this is. That's something that really strikes me because I don't know if there's any other company out there um, that has that. Uh, it's, it's the little deeds too. People hold doors for each other. It's, you know, good people work here. You can, you can really tell. For, for you, what is your perspective on that, Matt, on, on working with people who have good hearts and truly want to do the right thing? Yeah, I, I think it's the key. I mean, I think it's the key. And it's, it ties to our clients too. You know, our clients know we're genuine. We care about our clients' success. You know, our people care about them. It's not just doing a job. You know, another, like we talk about it, we're doing mortgages here. It's not like we're sitting here selling water bottles. Like we're making dreams come true for people. We're helping people grow their business. We're helping independent mortgage companies succeed and brokers thrive. And, and so everyone feels like they're making an impact. It's not like we're selling widgets or we're doing, I mean, we're doing good things here and making an impact across the whole country. And so, you know, People matter. People is the game. And, and you know, whether it's going to sit in the cafeteria with different people, spending time, people walking by saying hello, like you said, all the good deeds, that's just what good people do. And you know what? We've defined who we are, and it's not a fit for everyone. It doesn't mean that they're wrong because they don't like to say hello to people. or that, that just doesn't mean – it just means they don't fit here at UWM, right? And so what we look at is we know who we are. We're proud of who we are, and it's been working. And once again, it goes out to the clients too, internal to our clients to be successful. And Matt – I notice you keep saying people, 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 people. Um, I had an opportunity to be around your dad. And same thing. You know, I mean, I, I've, I've been around him. I've heard stories uh, about him and, you know, what he's done for what he has done for people. Um, so did that come from him, mom? You know, because you always it's always it's never about you. You always make it about everybody else. What's up with that? Because <laughs> well, it, it's true. It's other people. I'm really not that smart or that good. At a lot of things. But the, I got it's great people. My, my father, you know, was a great influence and my mother as well. And my, but I always saw my dad, you know, his whole life. He's always been always do right by others take care of other people it's not about like it's not a me thing it's a we thing and and you know and he always was inclusive of people he always did right by people he did he still to this day does right by other people without anyone even knowing he's doing i'm like dad i just talked to someone so he said you did this for he's like oh yeah i'm like well, why didn't you ever tell me he's like it doesn't matter i just do right by people i don't i don't do it for people to know and i i, I love hearing those stories about him and and that's how i was raised you know what it's not once again there's a lot of people that have become successful by you know, counting every dollar and focus on I'm focused on just winning, taking care of people, doing right in the community, helping our brokers succeed. And you know what? Money follows success. You know, that's not the goal. That's just that's just a result. And so that's how I think about it in life and what's worked here at this company. You look at, uh, you know, right now, Matt, and we talked about the, the success the company has experienced thus far. And I know that you, you've always kind of approached business with the, the long term in mind and not thinking about the short term. You know, when, when you talk to other people, whether it's our clients or other people in business and they, um, you know, want to pick your brain, um, what is the importance of long term thinking as opposed to kind of focusing on what's right in front of you at, at that given time? Yeah, so it's a big deal. We, we, one of our pillars here is relationship-driven, not transaction-driven, which is pillar number three, which is one of our six pillars or values that we talk about at our company all the time. And it's a huge, huge advantage. You know, most of our competitors are publicly traded or private equity owned, and they have quarterly things they have to deliver, monthly numbers. Are fo- I'm focused on, win- like, 2019 right now. I'm trying to win 2022. 
2023. Like the work we do today, someone said, oh, what happened in 2018? You guys grew 41%. The market went down 10. Like we're going to do what you, I said, well, we did that in 2015. You just see the results in 2018. Like everything we think about is long-term. I'm not interested in running a successful business for a year or three months or six months or five years. We've been in business 33 years here. We're going to be in business 33 more running it the right way for the long-term. And that sometimes long-term, you got to sacrifice short-term profits, short-term success to win in the long-term. And that's what's worked for us. And that's what we're going to continue to do because we're playing the long game. You, you're thinking about the the long term, and you know one thing we know that's that's helped the company get to this point, not, not just with our clients, Matt, but also with the people who work here, is uh, this company's emphasis on feedback. Um, not only giving feedback, but getting it as well. And Matina, I, I know that this is something that really struck me uh, when I first started working here. But the company openly asking you, "What do you think about this?" And it happens all the time. You're constantly asking our brokers, you know, what did you think of this? How do you like this? What can we do better? Um, where where does that come from? The the emphasis on being not only open to feedback, but also taking it and using it to get better. Well, I think it's just, it's just genuine. You know, one of our values, once again, not to go to all our pillars, but pillar five, continuous improvement, getting better every day. You know, you know, we could relax and just be exist as the number one, or we can get better every day. And if I don't know what's not working, then how can we fix it? And so we genuinely want to hear. I like hearing great things. I like hearing this is the best thing ever. You guys are the best at this, this, and this. And I say, okay, so give me one thing that I can get better at. Give me as a CEO. And I just met with a lady a minute ago before I came down here. And just what can I do? Or give me one thing. If you were the CEO, what would you change? And you know what? The whole point is I don't have to change it. But you know what? If I don't ask and I don't know what it is, then I have no chance. And so finding out, like somebody was like, oh, I don't go to the doctor. I'm like, well, Guess what? You have it or you don't. Whatever, whatever you don't, whatever you're avoiding, whether you need knee surgery, or not, you need knee surgery, or you don't. Now it's just can you know, go get better. And so diagnose the issue. And so I love feedback. I love our brokers. We have broker brilliant ideas on our website. We have internal brilliant ideas. I say, guys, I'm not doing every job every day. Tell me what's not good. Tell me what another company's doing better. Tell me what we can get better at. And we'll try to implement. I can't implement everything, but if I don't know about it, I have zero chance of implementing it. And so asking for feedback with having the the, the, the strength to know that, hey, I know we're not perfect. I know I don't got everything going perfectly, but I want to find out what I can improve on, and then I go for it. Was it like that at Michigan State, Mateen, with Izzo? I mean, did he, did he give you, as players, you know, you obviously talked about being an All-American. Did he give you the latitude to, to give him feedback? I mean, I know he's, he's a coach, and he's, you know, trying to coach you guys up as, as young athletes, but did, did he have that, you know, as part of his philosophy, you know, tell me if there's something I can do to kind of relate to the guys, or tell me if there's something I can do to get this message across better? Not at first. (laughs) (laughs) You had to earn it, right? (laughs) Yeah, you have to earn it. But I think that's what made him such a special coach uh, because he did want that feedback, but you had to earn it. A freshman, you can't walk through the door and and, and give feedback, you know, because you haven't earned it yet. But once you earn it, then he'll he'll utilize your feedback, and that's the relationship you know me and my coach Izzo had. We we grew together, and I think that's what made us special as a team because he would let us make suggestions. I remember being in huddle sometimes. He would call a play, and you know certain guys might say, "Coach, let's try this play," and he would do it. Um, yeah, and, and that's what you know he trusted us, um, and we would give him feedback. It was times and. <laughs> And this one he got, this was towards my senior year. All but right. it was like, Coach, we need a day off. Uh, you know, he, <laughs> that's laughing because he never wanted to give us a day off. But, you know, once he started to trust us and know that we weren't just being lazy, we really needed a day off, it helped us grow not only um, individually as players, but it helped us grow as a team. 
And absolutely. And I, I saw that with Coach Izzo, and I got a chance to you know, sit on the bench and see Izzo and see what Mateen was doing. And, and yeah, in huddles, he'd take feedback. You know, you're, you're sitting there drawing a play to try to win a game, and, and Mateen's like, hey, why don't we try this? All right, yeah, all right, change the play. You know? <laughs> and then you know what? If it, if it works or it doesn't work, it was our play. It wasn't Izzo's. It wasn't Mateen's. It was our play, and we're going to go do our best to run it. And, and Coach took the feedback. And once again, like Mateen said, you got to earn respect. You don't, you know, and every single day, and you got to show that you're all in. And obviously, Mateen and everyone at Michigan State basketball, when you're all in, Coach Izzo, want, we want to get better. I know you've gotten this question a lot, Matt, about, about leadership and, you know, kind of is it, is it something that you actively sought out or is it something you, you figured out at some point along the way? But uh, I really want to, you know, dive into that a little bit about, about being a leader and, and in your mind, what makes for a good leader? Um, so I, I guess let's go back and, and ask you this. At what point did you realize that, that being a leader was maybe not something you, you were chasing, but something you were at least interested in and you said to yourself, okay, I, I think I have what it takes to, to be a leader in business? Yeah, you know, it's, 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 you know, I was around great leaders. You know, my father was a great leader and a family man, took care of our family, was wonderful. My mother was great, my brother. Then I went up to Michigan State and Coach Izzo and Mateen, and I'm sitting around the best leaders I've ever met. And I didn't know whether I was going to be a leader or not. What I wanted to do was be great every day. And when you're being great every day and working hard and doing all the right things, the only difference between that and a leader is someone, you pull someone with you. You know, and so instead of just being great every single day, like, okay, I'm going to go work hard. Okay, well, why don't I call Mateen and say, come on, let's go work out together. Let me go. Like, that's what a leader does. And so it's only a minor difference. There's people that are great. There's hardworking, amazing people everywhere in America. And the difference between them and a leader is the leader says, let me go help someone else be great too. Not just being, and it's not selfish, but it's just like sometimes people just want to focus on themselves and there's nothing wrong with that. But what I realized was, gosh, I can help him be great and her be great and -and so-and-so be great. And and some people followed you, and some people didn't. And the people that followed you, hopefully they were more successful, and we were successful together. And so, you know, like I didn't make a distinct choice, like, I'm going to go be the leader. What I said is, I'm just going to go do great every day, and I'm going to try to get other people to be great. And next thing you know, people are following you, and you are a leader. Did you see that in him back then, Mateen? I mean, obviously you, you know, I don't think this will come as a, as a huge surprise to people. You, you did play a few more minutes than Matt you know, <laughs> on Michigan State's basketball team. But, you know, even even from his position as, as a walk-on, um, did you see certain things at him that kind of said to you, you know what, this, this guy has what it takes to be in leadership. Oh, for sure. You saw the, you saw the drive uh, and you saw the fearlessness. And I think that it takes a lot. I mean, that's, those are two components I think you have to have to be a leader. You know, he didn't bag down from anyone. I mean, I was the top point guard in the country. I was on my predicted you know, lottery pick. And Matt never backed down. He wasn't fair. And he worked hard every day. And that's something that drove me. And, and Matt, I mean, we're running sprints. We're competing against each other. We're lifting weights. Whatever it was that we did, it was a competition. But it was all to bring the best out of each one of us. And, you know, Matt probably could have went on and played on other teams where he would have got playing time because right. Matt could play. But he was selflessness. He had selflessness where he didn't worry about playing time. It was all about the team. But Matt would come in and work his butt off every day, and that helped us. That helped make us a better team. Yeah, and I, and I had a lot of fun doing it. I didn't win <laughs> too many times against this guy, but, but we had fun. And, and you know what? That, that mentality is realizing that, you can be a leader from the front or from the back or from the middle. You know, when I was in high school, obviously I was the star player and I'm the point guard, the captain of the team and scoring 23, 24 points a game, whatever it may be. And, and I'm obviously the leader and 
helping. But Mateen was that in college. And how can I lead? So I'm, you know, what I'm doing. I'm leading the bench. I'm, I'm making sure everyone's every time there's a time I'm running out and giving a high five first, right? Every time that someone's I'm giving people high fives. I'm I'm calling out the play. Hey Mo, watch out for this. You know, like I'm I'm talking to everybody. I'm doing what I can. Right, everyone's got to play their role, and that's the same thing at our business. You know, everyone's important to the. Mateen's got to be the best leadership coach we've got. Right, you got to be the best in marketing. Right, but I got to be the best. I got to have the best people answering the phones. I got the best underwriters. Like everyone's got to be their role, and there's not one. The CEO role is not more important than your role or Mateen's role or anyone's role. The truth is. We gotta have the best of everything, and and, and Michigan State. I think I always claim this. I'm, I was the best third string point guard in America, right? I was the best <laughs> scout team point guard, and you know I'm proud of that. I was the best 14th man on any team in America, and and that was my job to do every single day. And I now I have my role here at United and trying to get better every single day here at UWM. The team you've surrounded yourself with, you know, and you talked about Michigan State and, and you know the the role players the, to the stars, and you know for you as, as you've kind of um, built the team here at UWM, um, what 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 has been important to you in, in that respect? You know, as far as surrounding yourself with the kind of people, the kind of mind that you feel like can take the company where you want it to go. You can't pay someone to care. You got to treat people right. You got to tell them what they can do. You got to help them get better. And you know what? If they're going to care about you and the company, then you're going to win. And so the difference with UWM is 3,400 people care about the clients. It's not Matt cares about the clients. And same thing with Michigan State. You know, it wasn't just Mateen Cleaves and Coach Izzo wanted to win a championship. We all wanted to win a championship, one through 15 on the team, along with the managers, the student, the assistant coaches, the, 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 you know, the trainers, every, the, the weightlifting coach, everybody wanted to win. Um, and cared, and they had to be their best at what they could. And so, you know, Melinda's, the Sarah's, the Laura's, I mean, like I said, I can keep going, Alex, and all these other great people at our company, um, they all care. And once again, there's no amount of money you can pay someone to care. You can pay someone to do a job, but you got to treat them with respect, have them be part of something special to get them to care. Yeah, go ahead, Mateen. And, and, and Matt, I've seen you, and I've seen, you know, how you've, um, you know, you put all these pieces together. And, the trust is what sticks out to me uh, when I look at you. Because you, I've been around head coaches that don't trust their assistants. Or I've been around CEOs that didn't trust the people that work with them. What I've noticed from you is, like, you you do your job. You do what, you know, you play your role, but you trust others to, to play their role as well. Absolutely. I mean, you can't do everything, right? You can't, you know, I could try to do all the jobs if I had four people here, right? Like, you know, you can't, you can't do it. You know, you right. have to trust and believe. And you know what, what you found, what I found when I was younger or newer as a leader, I try to do everything and trust, but verify, check out, you know, what I realized is, you know, I'm slowing everyone else down. You know, I, I, people that focus on it all day, if they care, that's the key. If they get them to care, they're going to do better than you can. Cause unless you're doing a hundred percent of your time with it, if they're going to give a hundred percent of their focus on something, they're going to do better than you, your 80% or your 70%. And as soon as I realized that and I said, okay, they care. If they care about anything, then I'll let them do anything they want because you know what? They want to win. And as long as the intent, the intent is to be good and be great and get better every day, and they're going to screw up just like I screw up all the time. But you got to trust people. And if they care, they're all in, then there's nothing left to talk about. You know, when it comes to winning, Matt, obviously in sports, you know, the, the goals are, are clear. It's, you know, win a conference championship, win a Big Ten title, win a national championship. In life and in business, it's it's a little bit different. You know, it's a little more arbitrary. Um, you know, how much loan volume do we want to do this year? Where do we want to rank in terms of, you know, overall, overall lenders? And I know that, you know, some people shy away from setting goals. You don't. You, you think they're very important. Why is that? 
yeah, you know what, if you don't know where you're going, how are you going to get there, right? And so I think about it all the time is like, you know, and I, I, the reason people shy away from goals is because they don't like to miss them. And I'm okay missing goals. I'm not okay not setting them. And I'm okay saying we're going to be the number one mortgage company in America. And you know what, if we finish the number two, number five, number 400, I'm still going for number one. And you know what? My goal is to be the best, the best at whatever I focus on. Do I, you know, there's not a metric. How can I be the best father? I want to spend as much time, but is there a metric for that? No. But you know what? In the mortgage business, there's a metric for how many loans you're doing. Everyone knows where you stand. And you know what? Trying to get better every single day. And, and the way we look at it is it's setting goals. And this is everything. At our company, we set company goals. We set three-year goals. We set this year's goals. Every team sets goals. Every person, as you both know, sets two personal and two professional goals. I want to know what your goals are so we can help you achieve them. And that's part of the culture and who we are at our company. And so uh, I'm big on goals. I, I set goals. And, and once again, I like missing them too. Because if I set too easy of goals and I always hit them, that means I didn't set big enough goals. And so I start setting really crazy goals. And what's happened is we keep hitting them because everyone here cares and they're trying to hit them together. You say it out loud and you have a better chance of hitting that goal. What, what's your take on that, Mateen? You know, just being vocal about it, like, like Matt said, you know, and not shying away from it. And I, I, I think it's easy to understand why you would maybe shy away from setting goals because you say to yourself, oh, I don't know if I can quite do that or if we as a team can quite do that. But what, what is your take on, on actually having it there as something tangible that you're going after? Well, <clears throat> Matt hit on it. Uh, a lot of people, they're scared to miss and my take is your will to win must be greater than your fear of losing. So if, if I'm so obsessed with winning and success, I'll reach that goal. I'm not worried about not reaching that goal. Now, if I don't reach it, like Matt said, we regroup and we go forward. We'll figure it out. But a lot of people, they're so scared to fail. And, but I, I, being around Matt, you know, his will to win is greater than his fear of losing. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons that he's he's very successful. Yeah, I love that. I, I haven't heard that saying from a team before, but that's exactly that's great. Exactly, that's right. You know, you're because you know, because everyone's got fears. And you know what? I can like my wife will say stuff to me. She's like, hey, aren't you ever like, no, I don't even cross my mind. Like, I'm just thinking about <laughs> going and winning. Like, well, what if this? I don't even I don't think like that. That's like the wrong way. Like, I'm thinking about I'm going forward and trying to win. And my will to win is greater than anything. And what Mateen just said, that's a, that's a great way of thinking about it. And I think it's it's a, it's a, it's a, exactly how we think about things here. You talked, Matt, about, you know, growing not just professionally, but but personally as well. Um, and, and the company being truly invested in that and, and developing people and really um, wanting to help them get where they want to go. Um, why is that important to you to really be invested in, in helping people, you know, grow in their careers here and, and maybe not just, you know, not just what's best for the company, but also what's, what's best for the, the team member at UWM? Well, it's everything because once again, it's all about people. And in order for people to care about you and your business, you got to show you care about them. You know, so the Tom Izzo is a great example. He cared about all of us, you know. So he, he wasn't like, it wasn't fake. Like he cared immensely about me, about obviously about Mo and Matina, you know, and, 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 and Jason and, and all these guys. He cared immensely about them. And, you know, what happens when people care about you, you care back about them. And so for, for people to think like, oh, well, you know, I, I – I want people to get promoted. I want people, even if it's not what's best for the company, I want people to go and move to whatever they have a dream of because if they hit their goals, we're going to hit our goals and we're a team. And so I'm all about team. I'm about team with our brokers. I'm about team with our people internally. I'm about team of everything. And being part of a team my whole life, I've realized that 
the the best the only thing that's not a winner is not being part of a team. And so, how do we help people be a part of a team? Well, they want to have this goal. This is their goal. Let's help them achieve it. Whatever their goals are. And, and and once again, back to the thing is, if I don't know what your goals are, how can I help you achieve them? And so, I'm real big on team. I'm real big on people hitting goals. I'm real big on creating opportunity for our team members, for our broker. I love a broker tells me I'm doing ten loans a month as a company. I want to get to 15. I said, shoot, well, what can I do to help you? What can I do to help you get there? Like, let's do it, right? Send me email. Let me, you know, we're going to win together. And, and he means that, right? I mean, he tells uh, people email me. I mean, he means it. Like he wants that person to actually email him personally. That's, that's not a joke. Oh, he means it. Yeah. And I, you know, you think back, remember the Care Bears? Like, of course. <laughs> I think back, you know, when I was a kid growing up in the Care Bears, like Matt, he has to have some type of affiliation with them, with the Care Bears. Now, I'm telling you, because he cares about everyone. I mean, you, we talking, you know, we got, what, over 3,000? Over 3,000, yeah, 3,400. Yeah, I'm 3,400 people that works here. Um, then you think about the brokers and the LOs that I see that come in town, and Matt takes the time with, with everyone, he, and he genuinely cares. Like, he knows everyone's name here. I mean, he, he walks around this building, and he calls everyone by their first name, you know, kids' names. and I mean, it's incredible. This guy is incredible. Do you, Matt, do you think that there is um – that, that, that some people in business, you know, don't place enough emphasis on that, you know, just caring and, and how the, the ripple effect that, that that can have, you know, in, in creating the, the kind of culture that we have here and kind of creating the, the success that we've had here? Well, most people focus. So my perspective is that, is that a lot of people focus on, you know, money, profits. They got P&L. Like, I, like all due respect, my CFO, I always joke with him, but I don't look at the financials. Like the financials is the scoreboard at the end of the game. Like I'm focused on people. How are we doing this month? Are people feeling good? Are they not? Like I'm getting involved with everything. And so, you know, as Mateen talking about, you got to make sure you care about people. They'll care about you. You'll win together. And, you know, if you don't win, you'll figure out what we got to do differently so we win next month. And so I just think that, you know, with our brokers, with our team members here, it's all about people. It's all about caring. And too many people focus on other leaders and other big companies. They get bigger and bigger and bigger, and they forget what got them there. And, you know, what got us here is people. What's going to get us there is people, and we're going to keep focusing on our people, which is our internal clients, our team members, external clients, our brokers, and that's all I focus my days on. Matt, you know, a lot of people, I think, uh, I've heard this question before. You know, if you could go back in time and, and give your younger self some advice, you know, what would that be? So so I'll ask you, you know, if you, if you could go back uh, and talk to – Matt Ishbia, you know, back in the college days or just getting into the business world, what what advice would you give yourself then? You know, the big thing that I tell people today, and, and I did a pretty good job, but I always could do better at it, is ask a lot of questions, right? Like people are afraid to ask. I mean, I, people are afraid to say something to me, say something like, ask questions, challenge people, see what's going on. Like, don't be afraid. We just have a fear of family. Like, don't be afraid of something. You know, too often, People want to kind of just stay in their lane. Get out of your lane. Go challenge. Like we talk about here at our company, challenge the why. Like whatever we do, like challenge me. Challenge me. I don't, the CEO, come into my office and tell me what we're doing wrong. I love to hear. I'll tell you why we do it. Or if I don't have a good answer, you know what we'll do? We'll change. And so too often, younger people or people newer companies are afraid to speak up and ask questions. But, and what happens is they're the ones that get left behind because they're asking those questions. So I would be, if I'm talking to young, old, new, any, anybody, like, hey, Ask a lot of questions, continuously ask questions, and get better every day. It's funny he say ask a lot of questions because that kind of lead me to, the, to this next question. I get here, and there's so many people that works here that don't have mortgage backgrounds. 
So yeah. what is it? You know, what are you guys looking for? What was your mentality when when it, when it comes to what is your mentality when it comes to hiring? Because I see a lot of people that don't have mortgage backgrounds. Yeah, it, mortgage like mortgage can be taught. Just like anything be taught, what you can't teach is winners. You can't teach work ethic. You can't teach attitude. So I, I talk all the time, like, I don't care what school you went to. I don't care about your background. I don't care about your resume. It means zero here. When you get here, the best people rise up. And you know what? For a lot of people that have a great background, they've been real successful elsewhere, they don't like that. Because they want to be like, oh, I got to start up here. No, no, you start, right? Oh, I would be a, I'm going to be a sales. I was a sales leader, a VP of sales over here. Can I be a VP? No, you can start as a sale an AE, and if you're as good as you think you will, you'll be a VP of sales in a couple months, twelve months, eighteen right. months. Like, go I prove it, it here. And so, it, I don't care about mortgage background. I don't care. About, all I care about is winners. People can win. And sometimes people, I, oh, mortgage is so complicated. No, it's not. Every industry is a little complicated. You know, you got to learn it. And you know, I want winners on our team and people that have the right work ethic and attitude. If you are a winner and you want to show that you can get better every day. You, you, we got a spot here at UWM. Yeah, it is really unique, Mateen. You're right, because there are so many people here who have come from different backgrounds, and and they all are able to, to learn the mortgage business. And you're right, it is not easy to digest it. It's not easy to learn it and, and get good at it. But um, it's crazy, because there are so many people here like that. Um, and, and they all come together, and, and you're right. It's just it's something to the fact that it's the kind of people uh, that we as a company look for. And, and, and Matt, you talked about be willing to change. Uh, and I want to ask you about that, about being nimble in business. And, and you, you say it all the time, you know, I could care less what's worked in the past. If there's a better way to do it, we're going to do it. Um, why is that important in business to, to be nimble? Well, just people, people like to stay the same. They get comfortable, right? We talk about never relax. And, you know, everyone knows the story about Blockbuster and Netflix and Blockbuster was the number one and all of a sudden they're gone, right? And you will become irrelevant unless you change and evolve with time. And so I don't care what we've been doing for the last four years to be the number one wholesaler, okay? If there's a better way to do it, we will change everything today. And I'm open to anyone's idea how we can make things better. And, you know, as soon as you start to think you've got there and you're good, and okay, we're good, let's just kind of keep it going. I I don't want anything to change. Well, you're going to fail, because people like try to trying to exist or maintain is a losing mentality. You're either growing or shrinking. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. And and we think about it, I want to get better every day. Is that though a hard sell sometimes? I mean, to some of the people that you work with, because you know, let's face it, there's been a lot of success around here and things have gone well. So when you say, No, we're gonna turn left instead of, you know, keep going straight, I mean, do you do you sometimes have people say to you, You sure you wanna do that? You sure you wanna change and, and mess with success? Absolutely. Absolutely. People say that, you know, and, and, and I say, but is it a better way? Do you do you think this is a better path? And that, yeah, it does. But we know this works. Well, OK, well, that probably worked better. Let's execute, you know. And, you know, the best part is I make a lot of bad decisions. You know what we do if, if I'm wrong? We change back. I'm not afraid of changing. I'm not afraid of reversing course and getting better every day. And so the only way to fail is to not evolve. And too many people are like, oh, I want to keep it how it is. Well, if you just keep doing that, the, like we're going to get passed by someone else. We have to keep evolving, keep getting better every day. And that's what got us here. And that's what's going to get us there is getting better every day. And think evolving. Um, I'm thinking basketball terms now. Look at the NBA. I mean, back in the day growing up, it was if you were seven feet, you stayed around the basket. You didn't venture out past the rim, you know, anywhere by the rim. You look at now, Kevin Durant is seven feet. 
He's dribbling the basketball up, taking threes. So you have to evolve. And that's how I look at, you know, UWM. We've evolved. We're evolving every day. And we're, we're adapting to change. Yeah, the, the game is always changing. It's, it's a great point. A uh, few more questions, Matt, before we get you out of here. And this is going to be the fun part because it's going to be a little rapid fire section. I, I hope you're ready for this. <laughs> All right, let's try it. All right. What is your all-time favorite movie? Favorite movie? Ooh, it's rapid fire. Uh, I love Shawshank Redemption. It's one of my favorites. Uh, shoot, I got a couple other good ones. I'm, I'm a fan of Rudy. You know, that was I felt like I lived a little part of that. Uh, but I can, I keep going. But I know you got it. It's rapid. Oh, so that I, li- rapid. I like, I like great answers. Shawshank for me, great, great film. Uh, all right, what is your all-time favorite meal? Meal. Ooh, I'm a, I'm, I'm a simple guy. I like pizza. Uh, pizza, cheeseburgers, steak. I'm simple. But if I had to pick one meal, I'm going steak, steak and potatoes. How, how do you like your steak cooked? Medium. Little Ooh. pink in the middle. It's perfect. All right. You okay with that, Mateen? It's all You'll good allow with it? me. All right. This is a good one. If you could have dinner with three people from any era, who would they be? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, so I, 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 I like to be around the best. So I, I'd go Muhammad Ali, mm. um, the best that ever was there. I'd go Tiger Woods, the best that was ever there. And uh, and then you know I probably got to go basketball and I could go Magic because I love Magic Johnson but I also love myself some Isaiah Thomas that was my guy going up so <laughs> I could go with any three of those guys you know and and I just like to be around the best it's so hard to be the best at anything and so being around the best that ever was that would be pretty cool just to talk about their experiences and just learn can can you imagine being at the dinner table with Muhammad Ali. Tiger Woods and Magic Johnson. I mean, it would be a race to the finish to see who could who could finish their dinner first, right? I mean, <laughs> the competitive Super juices competitive. that would be flowing at a, at a dinner like that—that would be crazy. All right, next one. All Go right. have a team. Oh, this. Okay, strap on your seatbelt, Matt. Now this is this a big one. <laughs> What's your biggest regret? You know, it's funny. I don't know. I don't. I don't have a big regret. It's not because I haven't made a lot of mistakes. Not because I wouldn't change some things, but because when I realized they made a mistake, I changed so quickly. That I don't even remember about it. People ask me, <laughs> like, like people say, "What'd you, what'd you make a mistake on?" Like, I, shoot, I, I, I made a bunch of mistakes, but we changed back a week later, so I forget about it. So I don't have any major regrets. I, I've been very fortunate uh, with everything that's gone in my life and been around great people, and so I don't have a major regret in my life at this point. Okay. All right. Well. we'll We'll take that. But I like. <laughs> now, now on the flip side of the coin, Matt, what is the accomplishment that you are most proud of? You know, I think the thing I'm most proud of in my life—it's uh, hard to answer one thing—but you know, from a you know being able to be part of the national championship basketball team in Michigan State and be able to be just around the Mateen and Coach Izzo and Jay, all these winners uh, was, was one of the highlights of my life. And then to be able to take that and try to replicate championships here at UWM, that's kind of like my, my crown moment, like where I'm proud of what we've been able to take. I took some and, and implied it. And then, you know, and hopefully I'll be able to apply some of the, the, the real crown, crown jewel of my career will be to hopefully get my kids to have that same desire uh, that I was, and in the same relationship that I have with my mother and my father, I hope they have that. And so, kind of goes all through my life, from basketball to business to family, and that I, I think that I've, I've been successful so far. But we're just getting started. Yeah, it, it's great stuff. And you know, you talk about being a dad, and you, you know what's funny, Mateen? Before I even started working here, 
I used to see Matt at the playground chasing his kids around, <laughs> you know, and then I come here and I'm like, he really is just like a regular dude, right? He's at the kid, he's at the playground yelling at his kids just like I am if they're disobeying. And then I come here and I, you know, I see he's the, the CEO of the company and it's like, okay, you know, now I know he's, he's just a regular guy like oh, me. Just a regular guy. And uh, that's the best thing I love about him. He loves people and he finds time for his family. I, I mean, he's so busy. He's getting pulled in a million different directions, but yet he still finds time for his family. And I think that's just a testament to who he is as a person. Yeah, Matt, what, what is your, your favorite part of, of being a father, of being a dad? You know, I love coaching my kids. I love being with my kids. I take, you know, you know, every Saturday and Sunday morning, it's just me and the three of them. My wife gets to relax and get a little time to herself, and I just go out with my kids, and, and I coach my son's baseball. I coach all my kids' football and basketball. I mean, all the stuff. I love being around kids. I love being with them every weekend. That's my time with my kids, and it's, it's the best. Being with my kids is just what I, I look forward to every single day. What we need to do is check him out. I want to come watch him coach. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. <laughs> But, yeah, how are you as a coach? Is, is it coachism like? Is it what, what is? I mean, it? I'm, I'm all. I tell the kids they're eight year olds and they're five year olds. So I, tell, I say, guys, guys, we're all about having fun. That's the goal number one. But I have a lot more fun when we win. So we're going to try to win some games here. I tell the parents, I go, you, you don't like winning. You, 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 you ain't going to like it here. We're going to win. But we have a lot of fun. We have a great time out there. And oh, it's just fun being around the kids and other coaches and just and have a great time. And it's, it's a lot of fun. It's got to be totally different for you to kind of be on the other side of it, you know, seeing, seeing your kids um, playing the game and obviously you having all the lessons that you have um, from your playing career and playing for Rizzo and now – um, trying to impart that wisdom onto your kids and other kids their age. Yeah, no, it's great. I, I have a lot of fun doing it, and I always think it's uh, it's so fun to you know you know if I think like well how will coach Izzo handle it? Okay, I can't do that right now. I want to do it a little differently, but uh, but at the same time, uh, it's the same lessons. You know, it's it's treat people with respect. It's being positive. Like I'm big on positivity. It's one thing we didn't talk much about, but just positive attitude, smiling, high five and saying good job. Like that stuff goes a long way in everything in life. And it's a big part of uh, what I try to coach the kids on. Well, we've uh, we've enjoyed the time. Uh, it's been great conversation. Um, I know we went down memory lane there with uh, <laughs> the talk about that day back uh, when you were in high school that you met Mateen and how it led you to Michigan State and and everything that's happened since then. But um, it's been great having you as our, our first guest here on the podcast. And uh, I know everybody out there, uh, uh, we'll truly appreciate and enjoy your insights. No, thanks for having me, guys. An honor to be the first guest on the show. Our thanks to Matt Ishbia for a great conversation. It was a lot of fun listening to Matt tell his story and how he's used a mindset of never relaxing to build a company experiencing unprecedented growth. Our next episode of Power Forward features Andrea Hall, SVP of Operations. Andrea will share her thoughts on being proactive and what it takes to motivate a team. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. I'm Justin White. We'll see you next time on Power Forward.